There's a place in like Lake Erie, I think, that also does that. Lake Michigan, one of the two. That's like. Wait, did you say this was like? Wait, hold on. Where is it? It's directly between the lower and upper peninsulas, so it's like between Lake Michigan, Michigan. and Michigan. I'm Google. I'm googling Michigan. <laughs> okay, because like my okay, it's somewhere in Lake Erie. There's like another one of those like touristy islands where like. You, you, like, ferry out to it, and there's, like, a bunch of shit, and there's, like, maybe one car, and it's just in case, you know, they have to get to the other side of the island within, like, two minutes instead of, like, 15. Right. And, like, yeah, it's just, like, touristy as shit, and they're like, oh, here's this, like, you know, we've owned this, uh, this, like, uh, you know, little rinky-dink, uh, general store. It's been our family for generation. And they try and pass off as, like, something old-timey and shit, like, if it's from, I don't know, the Andy Griffith show. God, I just hate looking at the state of Michigan. It just makes me irrationally mad. This is a stupid fucking state. Why is it shaped like that? is the timing on that why did you have so much space between what one two like just do it normally at the fuck timber can you have you not listened to the count you should have this cadence in your blood by now one two three yeah you did it extended the first time though you just kept going like you did so much time in between you sounded like how dry <laughs> You sounded like the count on crack for a little bit. On oh, crack, that would make you, you sound. Faster, you sound like it? yeah, the count from like Sesame Street. That count. Of course, that's what I was going for. I'm glad you picked up on it. One, <laughs> two, three. The fuck, Timber. We're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking clap, damn it! Or we're never gonna get I a clapped. time sync. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Potosaurus. I am your host for the day, Timber Taft, alongside Kyo. Hi. And Ken. Did you forget my name, goddammit, Timber? <laughs> no, yeah, just I just said it after Kyo. Is that weird? Is it, is it weird if you come after Kyo? I mean, usually I like us to go at the same time. Oh. Uh... Well, how have you guys been? Uh, Having a wonderful time? I had a great, like, time away. Was, is it really that bad with us? No. Uh, but, <laughs> also, you know, thank nice you for springing that you're going on vacation literally two hours before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry guys, I realized I, um, I fucked something up for our vacation this weekend, so I won't be there, bye. 
Yeah, with n- no am. additional information. We didn't know you were coming on this week's episode. Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. The thing is, the vacation ha- the vacation wouldn't have overlapped the podcast at all. But how are we supposed to know that if you don't fucking tell us? It wouldn't matter. It happened on the weekend. We stream on Tuesdays. This is yeah. a stream. <laughs> it's a pod stream. It's the stream that the, their voices go through when it gets to the people's ears. Hey, Timber. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me how good a mashuga nut is? Look, I've, I went to Mackinac Island. They do not have mashuga nuts. They have fudge and horses and, and, and bikes. That's about it. But it's a good time. Um... I'm trying to remember, yeah, that that was the vacation that I went on. Was was, to <laughs> was there. there an additional and it was vacation? Literally like, and it was, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna try going to the lake for Labor Day, um, but that's not really gonna matter too much because I'm back to streaming and stuff. Um, Are you by then? So you're gonna you're gonna play one Maybe. game all month as well. Is that it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's Yachttember. We're playing Yachttember. It's like a dragon finally Yachttember. I'm so it's... happy. <laughs> Timber, do it's you know, finally here. Timber, do you know how long it took me to finish that game? Oh, I know it's going to take you longer than... It, it'll take me longer than a month. It um, took me like 80 hours. I didn't do everything, though. <laughs> there is going to be uh, a yeah, point so where you're going to have to grind. September. <laughs> we're playing it for the month of September. Only. <laughs> to <laughs> to Only. <laughs> Um, but I look forward to it. I'm hoping that I'll really enjoy it. You know, I'm more likely to stick to it if it ends up being a really, really fun game. It sounds like it is. I've never played another Yakuza game, so it's all like super, super fresh for me. I know this is kind of come across as a pretty divergent. So I'm gonna understand this is probably blasphemous for Ken to hear, but as you're streaming, please play in English, unless you want to sit there and listen to a bunch of stern Japanese men talk for hours while reading subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> the English dub I can is good. See that this is a topic of much debate. The English dub is good, and I'm just saying, if you're going to be having other people watch you play this, you might want to make it easy for them to follow along. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't, you know, unless the dub was bad, which it's, no, it's they, never that. It's 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 pretty good, and it's like it has its own ironic takes with certain things as well. So it's it's kind of funny. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I look forward to stopping inside of the um, inside of the old uh, konbinis in Yakuza and uh, living out my best Japanese life. No um, more moons, though. So no moments. <laughs> oh, no moments. You can come here for how the moon not, shot. How? How? What? Could, they probably don't, don't have they the have license. Movements in Yakuza. <laughs> the they can license. fix that. They're Yakuza for damn sake. <laughs> Sega ain't really rolling in that money, you know. <laughs> All they have to do is make anything with the word Sonic on it, and it'll make bank. It doesn't matter if it's good. All right. <laughs> um. They took out Don Quixote for God's sakes, and that's like one of the ones that did that game. What Wait, game? On. Don Quixote. Um, Don Quixote is a chain sorry. store. 
sorry. I was confusing it with um with that that game they made on on the, the actual Don the, Quixote. The, the, yes. <laughs> I was thinking of Dante's Inferno, not Don Quixote. <laughs> Don Quixote's very, Inferno. Very close. Isn't it pronounced Yakuza? Yes, that's what I've been saying. No, you said Yakuza. Get out! Get out of here! <laughs> Uh, S-A-N-N, anyway. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what were we doing? Don Quixote and 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 the Death Note. Where were we? Death Note. What? <laughs> uh, with with Dante's Inferno. Okay. Uh, what have you been playing, Ken? Let's see. What have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of Mario Golf, and since I came home, I'm going to probably be transferring all my games over from my PS4 to there. So I also started playing uh, The World's Ends With You, the, that new one. I, like, literally just booted Ooh, yeah. it up, so. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I heard about it. It seems cool, but I'm overwhelmed it, with games right now. It, with my it, new it PS5, looks okay. So. It looks very okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's one. Of, it's I'm one. Kinda, those... I've never been into Twiwi, so I don't know what to make of it. But it's Twiwi, Twiwi. But anyway, um, it's it's one of those like games that like, I, like it's not that it. <laughs> I'm just gonna make people mad. It's got Persona vibes to it. Um, but no, they definitely did like dial up that uh the the first game's style a lot into 3D. So like people will be but like, it's like Persona. But kill. But it looks this like game, it looks this like game was obviously inspired by Persona Five. So obviously, yeah. it looks like and Persona. the and location of Shibuya from the uh the you know the the fake location of Shibuya. Yeah, yeah, and you know you fighting like, near Shibuya Square and have all the dungeons there. Yeah, you know the game exactly has a really like weird camera angle. It's like up your ass, but kind of far away at the same time. It I like it. it like it's, it like it's, it's like really some Dynasty Warriors bullshit. <laughs> it's really low to the ground to kind of give you like the idea of like how tall Shibuya is, but like yeah. the gameplay is super weird too. I do not understand it. I was watching someone play. I'm like, I have no idea what you're doing. Like, I think people have badges <laughs> attached to them, and like you you change but like you hit buttons to swap between the characters and their badges, or whatever. I don't know. It was yeah. too much. It's definitely not for me. But it's uh, it's it's a weird one. It looks like. Yeah, so I, like I uh, I'll probably enjoy it. I bought, uh, well, I had that. I bought it a while ago. I bought it when it first came out, and then I'm gonna probably take over near Automata, the new one. And Are you near, getting like a CD uh, wall to throw this? When you say the when you say the new one, you're not talking about near replicant, right? Like, yes, uh, near replicant. You are talking about replicant. Which is the original? Which re- uh, the new one's kind of like in between a remake and a reboot. Yeah, isn't that the new one? <laughs> yeah, the, like the new one that they just re-released. They said like this. They've done enough changes to make it feel distinct from the original release. Mm. From Gasol. Oh, okay. Oh, and then another surprising thing that I found in Vegas before I left was a Xbox Series S. Did you buy it? So, yeah, I bought it. So that's there. And then I also oh. have. Um, I also have Game Pass, so I'm like kind of I'm kind of set of the problems that I was having originally, mm. and uh, I played 12 minute. I've heard mixed things. I heard, yes, same. You heard what? It looks interesting. <laughs> mixed things, like either people really really loved it or they really did not <laughs> like it at all. Okay, 
there's an M. Night Shyamalan twist that I fucking didn't see like a mile away. It was like so funny. <laughs> it's like so fucking funny. Like all the all the clues is there. All the clues is there that you can find out the twist before it happened. But once you like coax it out of the characters, it's like so fucking funny. And you can do some horrible things to these characters. I can imagine. There's no. I mean, there's no consequence to it since it's a time loop. So it's like, like oh, awful you, thing happened to him. Reset. I don't have you any interest kill... in playing it. Um, yeah. But what 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 is Tim? Are you going to play it at all? I probably will because this appears to be the year of the oh, time okay. loop, which is my Damn. thing. So. Damn, I was going to ask Canada to give me spoilers, but I'll just ask him later. Timber, do you want to mute me? No, just just send just send me what just tell me what the t- the twist is and like DM later. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, you can do some horrible things to these characters, and it's like pretty funny <laughs> and like like the the bounds that you can do it because like the 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 tools that you're left to play with you can do kind of anything with them so like for example you have a knife you there's knives in certain parts of the situation and basically at one point or another you can either kill yourself your wife and then kill the the assailant that's coming into your room all in the same run Wait, you can kill yourself before you kill the assailant or your wife. Oh, damn. you can you can um, kill yourself after because you okay. can be it's like, like so damn with, that that so order of like ghosts. <laughs> and yeah, there's it's it's very interesting how you can play this game, and I kind of want to tinker around with certain things and certain scenarios within the game. So. That's, that's I'm glad one to see it's at least compelling enough that it makes you want to go back to it more like that. Yeah. That's cool. Like, one of the endings, like... <laughs> so, one one of the endings I got was supposedly one of the bad endings. And what happens is you can still continue playing the game. Because it has, like, a an, an after-credit... I'm using quotes here. After-credit thing where you can play to whatever ending you got and live with the results that you got kind of thing. Mm. So it was quite funny to to kind of be like, oh, the, conse- the consequences of my decisions is actually came before me kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, that was 12 minutes. It's, I understand the, the, the negative aspects that I've been hearing, but to kind of, a lot of people are taking it to the extreme, I think. I agree. Like I, the few positive ones I heard, I was like, that sounds like I would have a good time with it. And I really didn't, I didn't give the other side of the argument much of a chance. I'll admit just because when I'd see their titling, it would just be like, basically like 12 minutes, don't play it. And I'm like, um, I know that you're trying to clickbait because that's like how you make money. But, um, why? Like, Why? there's so few games that come out that fit in the bill of category for me of, like, literally unplayable. And it would have to be a pretty damn broken mess for it to fit that bill. I think so, I think the one that really stood out for me from all the negative press ones was the... I think Kotaku did one, and I was just like... I was really upset because, like, 
it's like taking one one aspect of what that game is and just driving it into a negative to the max and i really got upset by that <laughs> yeah like i was definitely disappointed to see that it's not getting as praised because this is a very promising title but i also know that annapurna when they publish things it's always something that's at least unique if not necessarily good um so i was willing to give it a try regardless well, I like the trailer. What were some of the negative things you heard about it, Joe? Again, I, I tried to ignore the negative press because I really don't want to have my opinion of it um, twisted by it. <laughs> what was some of the negative things that you heard about it, Kyo? <laughs> uh, 12, 12 minutes? Yeah. Um, my All I heard was, it's shit. And I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'm like, but why? And I'm like, and then people are like, well, what spoilers in chat, so I have no idea. Okay. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want to spoil this game I, I hated, really? I think a lot well, of like, people were missed people on the, the twist. I think that's what it is. <laughs> and, and it's like, a, I, like, I have to explain it. Like, it's like M. Night Shyamalan. You either like the twist, or you're like, what the fuck, that's the twist kind of thing? Mm. Is this like a jelly side down kind of thing? guess i don't know what you meant by that but yeah i guess <laughs> like the bread fell jellies like no butter one side down. devil the butter one... side down oh is it was it butter side down i mean most people would say butter side <laughs> down i watched this movie once i really have to go back and watch it again so i can remember the quote properly but i mean that that's, that's out, just like you know, that's just like a saying like... in general like not from a movie that's just a saying oh yeah well but but their whole thing was that it was like Kurt, like the elevator or whatever was cursed because if the if it falls jelly side up, then that's not normal. It can't do that. But yeah, uh, what, what you've been playing, Kyo? Um, so I surprisingly have been playing a lot more than I usually do. I played a few different things on stream, but I really don't care enough to talk about any of them except for maybe Pokemon Crystal. But I mean, it's Pokemon Crystal, so like, hmm. it's 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 Gen two Pokemon. Um, Love but, it. Yeah. Get that yeah. Anyway, yeah, I have been playing. I did get two new games. Um, I've been mostly working like off stream. I've been mostly working on like sprite art and stuff like that, pixel yeah. art, just trying to learn that. Um, but I did. Yeah, I saw it. you hopping into that. I've used it a lot. I'm like trying to figure out how to actually draw normally because like I'm having problems of like visualizing stuff. I'm like, well, I don't know how to draw, and I don't have an easy way to draw. Puddin sent me a drawing tablet for my computer, so I can like try and mess around with that. But I can't get it to work with GIMP properly, so I'm waiting for Clip studio paint to go on sale but anyway um i've been playing i did get two new games i got no more heroes 3 and then puddin sent nice. me skyward sword which i immediately booted up skyward sword got like to the second save point i'm like oh yeah this is why i don't play this game very much and then stopped and i played through some no more heroes 3 um i only play so much because even though i got this like um I forgot, it has a name for it like this athletic strip stuff my hands that has like menthol and cbd in it that's been helping out but like it's still doing the waggle for no more heroes kind of still hurts a little bit but i like no more heroes 3 a lot uh there are a ton of fucking cutscenes in the first hour of that game which really surprised me um it kind of runs like shit there's a lot of popping and stuff i think it just comes with being a switch game and like like a single a title 
Um, it feels very much like a Suda game, which is something that was missing from a lot of games he's, he made what, once he started the HD era stuff, like Lollipop Chainsaw, um, Killer is Dead, Shadows of the Dam to an extent, and um, Let It Die. A lot of those just don't feel like Suda games. A lot of them weren't really. Like, James Gunn is wholly responsible for Lollipop Chainsaw. I think Suda mm. just worked on the gameplay and the like the kind of the visuals and stuff. Um, Odd, because I know that you like Lollipop. I like it to an extent, but I don't think I can ever play it again because it's just like way too fucking problematic. And of course, because it's James Gunn, of course it is. But I I like the game. I like the style. I'm not too sold on like the design. Like so, all the ones prior, like No More Heroes one, two, and Travis Strikes Again, for all well, at least the first two games, Travis Strikes Again, I never got very far. All the bosses you fought were always humans or like humanoid or like something. Like they were all like something weird. Um, set in yeah reality. something you expect to be a, an assassin on the rank on the yeah. totem pole of assassins you have to assassinate so all the ones you fight now are just like very over like oddly designed they kind of like feel like showa era um or like you know like 1950s era um aliens and i just yeah. don't feel like they have huh. the same personality but maybe it gets better over time maybe i just fought like the two most boring ones so far i and there's just like visually too much going on a lot of the times for me to understand what's going on in the game. I'm hoping that clicks better, but I feel like there's too much visual noise at times. And like I've run into a couple bugs yeah. that made me have to close the game. Like I was in a you, before you can do any fights, like you have to you have to earn money to pay for them, but it's not nearly as bad as before. Like you can do these um, they call them. I forgot the word. What is it called? I can actually look because I was just talking to Aki about it. Um, designated matches so they're like put like five or six matches out there you need to do like three or so um you have to do three each time to earn to like earn enough money and also to like just like prove that you're ready to move on to the next round instead of going into the previous ones which seemed to be the previous games where you made the money you went did a bunch of side missions made a bunch of money, made the money, went into an area, and then, like, went through this long deluge of enemies just to get to the boss. Now you just go stream seemingly straight to the boss. At least the first two times I did it, they did. And, like, it cuts down that, but it just, it just feels like something's missing in the game. But, like, I, I know, I feel weird to complain about it, because I've been looking forward to this game for, like, the better part of a decade. The last one came out in 2011 or 2012. Oh, of course. If even that But late. I definitely feel you there. Like, like, the original No More Heroes out the gate i remember like after you got past the tutorial of course which is just like okay it's like a mansion i'm killing dudes but like every time you got to an assassin it felt special and regardless if it was mm. humanoid or not like there was always they were always quirky and and interesting and their mechanics were mm. interesting that that's you always why knew I, that it was going to be something fun to hop into like i don't think that's the mechanics really like the first game like i don't think that the mechanics of the boss fights are bad like the first one it, like it teaches you all the stuff I feel like there's yeah. too much, too many cutscenes in between stuff for it to not really like be gripping me. I'm hoping it's just the intro to the game is kind of like that, because people like some people this might be their first one and it's like you know going through stuff. I feel like Travis is too much of a smartass in this one because the second rank fight he just like calls out what you know he's smart he's smartass he knows he's been, done this before he calls out everything the boss is going to do. Well, it really didn't help because the boss fight was kind of frustrating. I kept getting my ass kicked mm. because the game pops up tutorials all the time. But it doesn't tell you the important one of you need to go into the basement of your hideout of like the hotel to find the character growth machine 
which is where you upgrade oh. your health and stuff. Before, you just upgrade your health and stuff by beating bosses. Instead, you have a currency. You need to go downstairs and do that. But you only go down there in a cutscene. So it led me to believe that area is just a cutscene area. Then I go down there and I start walking around. I'm like, okay, there's stuff down here. I'm like, oh god, there's the machine that would like. That's why I'm getting my ass kicked because I should have like had my defense and health buffed. It doesn't tell you that up like anywhere else. It's like, why don't you not tell me that on the overworld or when I get close to the pole? Tell me downstairs where you'll find all this stuff. None of that until I get in front of the machine and then it tells me what to do. Like, okay. Like. It just I feel like there's a little bit missing. It has more of the style of Travis Strikes Again instead of um, No More Heroes 1 and 2, and that kind of disappoints me. Like, there's some aspects I really like. Like, at the beginning of end of every single um, rank fight, like the beginning of that chapter the end, there are 4x3 anime opening and, entr- and outros. It's great. Like, visually, it looks like an 80 or 80s or 90s anime. Like, it has a huge punk rock feel to it. Um, and like in the best way possible, it's just like, I feel like there were some missteps on translating some of it. Well, I, I, I don't know. I need to play more of it, but I'm just like kind of disappointed, <laughs> but not disliking it. I don't know if that makes sense or not. I mean, it, it makes sense. You're basically disappointed that it wasn't, didn't live up to expectations, but it's still a good game. And like, it just maybe I should have, isn't quite what you'd hope for. Like, I don't watch trailers for stuff because I want things like this to occur where I don't know what I'm getting into. Um, so maybe it was more given that like I'd be this style of game. It's just like, it didn't, I feel like you should be able to go from like, if the entries are canonical together, like going from one Final Fantasy to another where they're going to change, I understand like, they're going to be different every time. So you could, you know to expect something different. But from like, um, after like, Suda kind of like went from being kind of this um, garage band punk rock um, game dev and then like got like a taste of like the AAA times and got pissed off and then kind of went back to making his smaller stuff. It just feels like he's very jaded and I can feel his jadedness in this in a way, but, like, he just, like, completely changed what his style was, and, like, I don't care for it as much. I liked it better when it was a little bit more lo-fi. Now it's, like, almost too extra. Like, there's just, like, in the combat, there's just way too much stuff going on at one time. It's, there's so much flashing lights or, like, visual noise, because all the aliens are very colorful and reflective and 1950s Showa-era aliens, and, like, they just don't have the same personality. Like, I haven't run into a bad girl yet. I haven't run into a Shinobu where I'm like, oh, God, like, like, I like these two. Like, even the first couple bosses you fight in No More Heroes 1 and 2, like, the first guy you fight, if I remember what his name was, I know that doesn't really help my case here, but the first guy with the gigantic, um, <laughs> well, because his, I forgot, like, I remember who he is and exactly what he does, but they all have, like, random names. I couldn't tell you a lot of them. Um, but, like, he has this gigantic yeah, like um, sh- electric machete sword type thing. And he can have doppelganger stuff like that. I remember him. I might not remember his name. I think it's like Death Metal or something. It's probably wrong. I think you're... I think that's kind of close. But, like, it's something like that. Where, like, the the one that I, I fought for these, like, one of them was called, like, Gold Joe. And then the other one was Mr. Black Hole. And, like, their names sound cool, but, like... The only thing I remember about the first bot was, boss was I got to transform into his mech form. Into Tra- Travis has, like, a henshin form where he turns into, like, a... Like, somewhere in between Common Rider and, like, a very powered up... Like, he looks like he, a Gundam version of a Common Rider. And then he has a bigger, full-armored mech 
form, which is based off the full armored Gundam. And like, oh, this stuff's cool. It's just like, I, I, I don't know. I just like the 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 first boss, the first two bosses. I just didn't care about at all. Like, I just where, think, where is, where are my like cool? Because imp- the, f- sorry, sorry, sorry. Go. Oh, I would say like, just where are my cool like, well thought out characters that like I, I get attached to them because he's just like since they're all like just this kind of group of thug bad guys. Like again, there could be stuff in the game yeah. that like later on where it's like in retrospective, I'm like oh now I get it. But I'm like, where are my cool, like, weird ones? Like, Dr. Peace from No More Heroes 1. There's a guy, you, you go through, like, the whole baseball stadium. You get out to the diamond. He's singing. And, like, he has, like, a weird monologue with Travis where he's talking to him but not. And then, like, you have that whole, like, like that whole fight, like, taking place in the baseball stadium. Like, it's it's interesting. Then you yeah, have, there, like... There was, always, there was always a weird undertone of, like... Um, you know, there's always a sadness accompanying a lot of the assassins mm. you interact with in No More Heroes, where it's like they they kind of know that you're there to kill them and that you're probably going to succeed at it. Mm-hmm. Like the first guy that you fight, Death Metal. Like the ending with him, it's like if not for the fact that Travis is a dickhead, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have killed him because mm-hmm. he was like, you know, generally a nice guy. Just you know. Like, yeah, he, like, kind of had um, the thing about it, too. It's like, now you're stuck in this. Like, he told you, like, you might have won, but now you're stuck. Good luck. Right. Like, in the second game, I don't know if you played it, but at one point you fight, like, you start rank 50, but you don't actually do 50 fights. It's more like 12 or 13. One of the fights is you fight 24 cheerleaders that make a gigantic mech, and then a big, beefy, like, you know, 1980s football player who controls the middle part, and you're in a gigantic yeah. mech as well. And, like, I remember that. It's so fucking stupid, but, like, I remember that. And just these characters don't have that level of personality to them where I'm like, oh, yeah, Gold Joe. He's just, he was a throwaway character. Like, I'm hoping this next one is like that. And I kind of, like, the original, the first two games, like, make it clear that, like, yeah, they're, like, I guess they're taking the No More Heroes thing different, like, ways. Like, you might be winning, but everyone's still a piece of shit at the end. And this one, they are yeah. trying to like make here, like almost make uh, Travis out to be more of a hero this time around because he's fighting aliens. So I don't know if like maybe that that's the thing. Like, there's something to that. I'm just hoping later on it changes because I was watching Aki, or reading Aki, something Aki posted, and he said like he got to like rank five, and he's just like I think it clicked for him. Like, I'm hoping once I get there that I get my like you know like my Margaret Death Scythe character type of thing yeah give me someone do you you think it's because of just how far away from each entry is like the first game was 2009 the second was like 2011 or 2012 and then since it went dormant for a long time the original no more heroes 3 he said one and two are about travis and then the next one would be about shinobu we've never gotten that i'm still pissed to this day yeah and then after his like after like um, him working with AAA publishers, like it was specifically specifically I think Warner Brothers and EA, and just had like such a shitty time with them. Um, yeah, he made Travis Strikes Again, which a lot of it is his cathartic like bitching about the AAA game industry and how they basically ruined like I don't know like they almost like made him very disillusioned with like the artwork and stuff like um, the art form and such. And I didn't like that game, but I can appreciate what the games. I guess thematics were like, I don't really want to play it. I just read stuff about it. So this one with him coming back, like, I don't know if it's just like, it's weird. It just has a weird feel. 
Because, like, it's, I don't think it was ever planned to be what it is. This is the most I had to say about a new game in a long time. <laughs> I'm hoping well, it if... makes sense. I mean, No More Heroes plus Suda51 were, like, something really important to you, so. I'm hoping uh, to finish it within the next couple weeks. I'm going to go play some more after we get off here, but it's just, it was always, like, one of my first, like, Suda's games were, at least for me, Killer7 was the first game I played where I'm like, oh, games can be kind of more artsy and stuff like that. And one of the few that like resonated with me like that, like I don't like games that are intended to be art games. I like them though, if they're like unintentionally artsy, like if that, if that, if that tracks very much and like, that's what killer seven is. I don't think he set out to make a game that was like artsy. I think it just naturally happened. And like, so I followed that. So like no more heroes was important for me when it came out on the Wii, stuff like that. And then like he hit a rough patch when like he, guess got more success and then i'm just hoping like the quality definitely where it's like really janky feels like he's back to his old ways in a way because the game's really janky i was in like um one of those matches and i got stuck to a point where i was an enemy was beating the shit out of me in a corner but i was blocking and then like i tried there's a jump button for some reason and i hit the jump button and it just locked us in a stasis where i couldn't do anything but close out of the game I even oh, like no. I tweeted at him I'm like can you please patch in a retry mission option and he liked the tweet I'm like I really hope you're taking these to heart because this should have been in the game from the beginning why is there no retry <laughs> if you die in a mission like in the ones in the overworld your options are retry mission which you have to die for it I could not die during this section like it was just impossible or return to your return to the motel even if you're on the other side of the world you just went to a thing where, like, you were sucked up into the sky or entered a building type of thing. You were sent back to the other side of the world where you were and have to go back there and hope it doesn't happen again. Why? Why? <laughs> no other game does it. In the other games, like, you would, like, if you quit a mission, you would just walk out from where you came from. It's so questionable at times. I don't get it. It's, like, rough even for him. It's not Deadly Premonition too bad, but, like, damn, it's like, come on, bud. Come on. You're better than this. And that is what I played this week. Will one of you guys I, uh, get the I game pop- so I can talk about it with people, like, in long, <laughs> great lengths? Maybe I'll do a video on it. Maybe that'll be my comeback video. Yes. Finally. He's back, finally. Yeah, I kind of had a popcorn grab bag of games. Um, Alpaca stack. I did... Sorry? Alpaca Stacka. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did Alpaca Stacka and Doggone Hungry, both of which were free games on Steam that were highly rated. So I wanted to try them out. Um, Alpaca. Um, I don't. It's it's Babby's first platformer. Like I played it. Uh, I get that the aesthetics are cute, and it's kind of. It gives me almost a vibe of like. Like wind waker basically but again very much baby's first platformer where like yeah you can hop across like some mushrooms you can talk to these characters and they're kind of cute you stack a whole bunch of chickens on the back of your alpaca uh, i think it's five of them and then you deliver them back to home and that's the game um so i guess i can't be upset it was free but it's it's basically nothing um th- i've noticed there's a lot of games coming out lately that have been sort of these toy games that people have described it as um there was one that was like a a skating game that's like basically just like you have a, a half a half pipe and you're on a skate and you, and you do the skating thing 
and that's the game. Uh, Townscaper came out, which is kind of a similar thing, where like you build up a, a town on an island, and you can you can build it however you want. But like that's all the game is is just like freeform island village construction. There's no NPCs that move around it. There's no extra anything about it. It's just that you're trying to make a pretty little island town. And if that's what you're into, you're gonna get that. And if you're not into it, well, <laughs> that's all it is. So you're not, there's nothing else to to sweeten that core gameplay loop. Um, so I guess it, there's nothing wrong with these games existing. It's just um, it, it's always going to feel like a hollow experience to me. I always expect there to be a little bit more meat in it. Doggone Hungry was the better of the two that I 100%ed, um, mostly because you get to play as a cute little dog, and there's actually like a core game mechanic to it. Uh, you're supposed to play as this little puppy, and avoid the cat whose whole purpose in life is to screw you over and your goal is to get is basically in each level there's like um something that got taken from you like your toy that got stuck in a tree and so in order to recover it your puppy says well if i if i get fat enough i'll be able to destroy what whatever's keeping me from doing this and one of the levels it's uh it's like a frisbee that got stuck in the tree so he's like if i get fat enough i can knock it out of the tree uh in the other level it's um he wants to get the crown that he lost and when he gets when he finally gets in there he's fat enough to combat the king crab for the crown and become the king of the crabs or, or something um but basically the whole thing is you're trying to get treats out of people in order to convince them to give you treats you need to dress up in attire that they like so like if, if there's a very businessy person who's like wearing a suit and tie you got to wear things that a businessy person might think's cute on a dog um so i think like if you wear shades they tend to like that um there's other little things you can wear i think for weirdly they like it if you're wearing like one of the weird propeller hats so yeah, basically you dress up your puppy until you get fat enough to win the game, uh, and that's Doggone Hungry. That is a better game. There's there's actually a game in that one. Have you ever played um, uh, Pet the Pup at the Party Sim- or Pet the Pup of the Party? It fe- well, it sounds basically like what this is, but what? No, I haven't. I think you would enjoy that game. Uh, let me Pet find the it. Pup at the Party. So it's like I found on itch. I got it. Did you ever buy that like big um like um bundle against hate and whatever last year from itch.io? Might be in I there. haven't really gotten anything from itch yet. Okay, so well it was a not. big bundle from last year. I know a lot of people got it. So this is pet the pup at the party. Um you are an anxious person at a party and you try to avoid talking to people and um you have to go find the pupper and pet them. There are like 50 puppers, including a special secret one. And yeah, oh, you wow. walk around, and uh, I think you could probably get some fun out of this. Probably. This looks interesting. I played a little bit on stream. It's, for being uh, an indie game, it's not bad. Like, it definitely is very one note. It's go find a dog and pet them without yeah. running into social interaction. Very simple. Right. I uh, They did it on GDQ at one point and just did like, uh, I think it was if they had... If they had time, they uh, could find ten pups, and they just like hope to find like the one special one. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there is a lot of the same um, DNA in this. I would definitely check it out. 
Um, so those are the two things that I actually completed. Um, beyond that, I do have a PS5 now. I don't remember if that was true the last time I was here, but it is now. Um, it also came with PlayStation Plus. There's a bunch of PS4 games that I'm now trying to dip my toes into. Uh, I've, I've barely scratched the surface on that, but I have touched a little bit of... Um, Timber, of... we did talk about this. Did you get Returnal? I did. I didn't play any of it yet, but it is installed. <laughs> I almost played some of that at Tom's over the weekend, but I didn't. I didn't know if I messed um, with his game because mine wasn't signed in. Yeah, I still don't know what to think of Returnal, but of course I, I do have to actually give it actually a try. Have to play it. Um, yeah, Fancy, like imagine um, that. Most people just give opinions of their games without touching or without touching them at all on Twitter, so you could try that as well. Yeah, Timber. Oh, yeah. I I watched a Let's Play, so I can just I, I could probably be an informed opinion about this. I'll uh, smack you. <laughs> <laughs> I also got Yakuza Like a Dragon for Yak Timber. So that'll be fun. Which will um, be well underway by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> yep. Y'all y'all have already missed two episodes of Yachttember by by the time you hear this. I mean it goes up on Monday, um, but yeah. So three. Oh three, yeah. We know how many streams do you have left this week? Three? I haven't done any yet. Yeah, how many do you have left this it's week? The Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Um other than that, uh, I also played Bird Dog, the the game with the bird dog, um, and that that's been fun. It's definitely a pretty game. I enjoy looking at it. I enjoy seeing Alchemy Fox get frustrated by it <laughs> and not have to deal with being frustrated by it myself. Um, Timber, Timber, there's only a couple games where I was extremely frustrated at. And one of those is goddamn bird dog game. <laughs> I almost snapped my DualShock 4 at one point in time. Well, see, I won't do that to my DualShock 5 because I like it too much. Well, it's, it's actually called a DualSense. Dual 5. It's, it's called a DualSense, you know, putting my pinky up there. The DualSense. Oh, yeah, the DualSense. You know, oh, the, the way, Astros play, Playroom, play, which I... Yeah, play Astrobots. Did you play that? I, I did... Yeah, I, I 100% of that. That was a really lovely little tech demo thing they had. I know, right? A little really lovely. Martha really was. It really lovely. It uses the haptic feedback. You get to blow on the controller. It does a handful of things that the Switch already did, but I don't mind. I got something um, But better, because, you know, technology advances. Yeah. I actually, I think my favorite part of it was there's this... Uh, you know the marble transformation where you have to be the ball and then you use the trackpad to yeah. to steer the ball? That had yeah. to have been like the most wonderfully tact- tactile function that I've seen them use a controller with. Like it was just I don't so know. spot I re- on. I, re- I really like the rocket part. Rocket was pretty fun too. It felt kind of like how I hope the next Outer Wild steers if they release it for PS5. Smack um, <laughs> what, do you not want Outer Wilds to control? With, with, with the I just don't want Outer Wilds. Oh. <laughs> Why don't you want Outer Wilds? What has Outer Wilds done to you? I had to sit through a 20 minute <laughs> spoiler cast about the Outer Wilds without like any information about it. 
Well, you know, you're just in luck. They're releasing another, I think it's like an expansion or DLC for it soon. That's basically like an extension more, of the ending. More of wilds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the wilds you didn't see before. Even more um, wilder. The inner wilds. The inner yeah. wilds of the outs. It's still left really wide open in terms of what this expansion is going to be about. Like, people are speculating up the wall about, like, are we going to be the Nomai? What if it's, are we what, what be... if, what if it's so d- disappointing that you just, like, can't? It, it probably will. I have a high. There's a high probability it will be because I really do feel like the first Outer Wilds was lightning in a jar that they didn't even expect to do well. Yeah. And like I just don't know how they could replicate that unless they go a completely different direction with how it works on a fundamental level. But um, but that's okay. Uh, I like Outer Wilds one, and honestly, all I all I want is something that lets me see or experience more of the Nomai culture in a more tactile way instead of through all the text. Mm. You know, just let me see the other side of that story. But otherwise, I don't know if I necessarily need anything more out of that universe. Um, I also have played... I only started this week, but I've also been playing um, Ratchet and Clank, the first one. I haven't touched Rift Apart yet, though I do own it. You mean um, the movie I felt like I yeah, which I still don't know if I have to watch the movie to understand what's happening in it, but so far it seemed well, pretty Well, I mean it's it's Street Fighter, it's it's Street Fighter movie the game kind of <laughs> levels of of aspect. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, it's like it an felt a, like it, it's it's pretty but, much what the movie is an abridged version of the first game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it Speaking of, is is this is the reboot literally the first Ratchet and Clank game over again, or is it so? Like it's what yeah, it is. It's, it's the Ratchet and Clank movie, kind of retold by um, Cork, Captain Cork, who is yeah. an unreliable narrator. Yeah. So like that's why the movie, like I think the movie is like that as well. Like that's why the movie and the original game have differences, and then the game and the movie have some differences, is because like Cork is unreliable. So, and that's like kind of like their way of getting around it being like them being developed at the same time, but like not exactly together. Like they can't flow exactly the same because it just won't work. Makes sense. Um, but I've really been enjoying it. It honestly kind of feels like a bit of a, a comedic bootleg version of Star Wars because, like, like specifically nah, episode one, because it's like you're, you you're a mechanic in a car shop. You don't, you, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't surprise me but obviously clank is awesome it's it's his backstory is um interesting so, and i think that they so still who is really clank good. in this analogy is he princess leia or is he r2d2 or sapritrel i sithripo <laughs> uh i feel like i don't know he's like c3po but you know not as much of a dork um, and actually useful. And actually, well, he hasn't done anything useful yet, but he has been a nice backpack, I guess. Um, hey, without him, you couldn't even jetpack across. <laughs> yeah, I honestly never experienced Ratchet and Clank before this game, and having played it, I was like, oh, so this is where Jack and Dexter went. Like as I was playing, I was just like, oh, okay, all the things I liked about it out of the game, it's in this game. Which means that this is this is just a whole series that I've ignored for no good reason. Um, so, I've really been digging it. 
beyond that, um, I don't know. I did try playing Days Gone. I didn't like it. I uninstalled it. Uh, it just didn't click for me. How far? How far did you get in Days Gone? I got to the part after where his friend's like, ah, man, my arm. They really burnt That's it up That's literally good. an hour in the game. And then, and then after that, I got to, like, the... There was, like, the the camp and the camp was like do some missions for us and i was like fucking hell man i don't know it felt too much like every other open world game you don't like deacon saint john no i do not like deacon saint john (laughs) timber i'm Uh, i will say stick with it i know it's generic as fucking hell but stick with it i think it's probably one of the best B-tier games that Sony has made in a while. I may go back to it, um, but because my roster of games that I have to get through is so damn huge now, between PS4 classics I've never touched in my life and PS5 games that are coming out as we speak, Hmm. I'm just going to shuffle it towards the back, and I will play it eventually, just I think that's not high on the priority list. Once it clicks, it clicks. Because trust me, I felt the same exact way that you were feeling. Like, why the fuck am I in another open world game kind of thing? With zombies. Because <laughs> that's zombies. been done before, too. But I also think... Let's, let's just say this much. The Completionist has an episode on this, and you're talking just like someone who doesn't really pay attention to this game unless you play it through. I think you should wait till you play it through before you say your judgment about it. Yeah, cause... and I recognize that it's like, because, like, obviously Astro's Playroom had a whole, like, little thing where they referenced it, because that game was just littered with references to all kinds of PlayStation things, I, which I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. I mean, that game was just really cute. Um, they even had a reference to Jack and Daxter in it. They had everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they relegated their... Resi- their um, Final Fantasy reference to just the Buster Sword, which was like, okay. <laughs> which game was this? Uh, Astro's Playroom. It's oh, okay, kind okay. of the tech demo for the PS5 gotcha, gotcha, uh, controller. Gotcha. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I realized a while, I'm like, I zoned out. I'm like, what are they talking about? Oh, yeah, it's something I can't experience. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kyo. Oh, that's fine. You should really but, get. Um, like, if you. No, I'm telling you, Timber. Like, I'm telling you, Timber. Play the game. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. It oh, it will click because a lot of people were like this, like exactly what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, and I, I kind of got the impression that it will eventually get better, but I, I have to must. I obviously have to muscle through some things that I do not like in video games to get to the good stuff, which kind of feels like what happened with the first Witcher, where it was like I recognize there's good things in here, but there's so much trash in here too. God also, damn it. <laughs> you know, I'm not judging how you play games, Timber, but you don't need to bum rush all these games at once. You can kind of oh, take, take your time yeah. with it. <laughs> well, it does. So the way when I stream games, it's a different like usually when I'll stream a game, it's like, OK, here's a game I'm playing. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it through all the way to the end. Generally, in real life, IRL. Uh, especially when I have a large list of games that I want to play, 
Uh, it's a lot more freeform of just like, what am I feeling on any given day? So like I have six games I can play. I'll choose whatever I'm in the mood for. and I'll make a little bit of progress on this and a little bit of progress on that and a little bit of progress on this other thing. Like I don't put them down indefinitely if I stop playing them for a bit, but I do like to hop between them to keep my experiences with them varied. That's why I like random roulette so much because it lets me well, kind of like, see, see, like, uh, like not not to judge, but I don't see how people can do that because I'm I'm in the blockbuster state of mind when I'm playing a game. I play it all the way through, even if it fucking pains me playing through it. Like I usually don't really jump from game to game unless it's on a console that I need to do it. That's why, like, 12 minutes, I had to make sure I finished 12 minutes within the, the three hours that I was playing with. And then even now, like, the games that I'm probably going to be bringing, I am going to finish all the way through, but it's going to be one by one by one by one. I, I don't know how people can... And I, I think that's just how I, I play games differently compared to others, because, like, other people do the same, and I just... I can't fathom how to play games like that because either mm-hmm. I'm I'm so forgetful that I'm going to forget or that be like while well, I'm already in 3 hours into this game why bother going back to another game kind of thing I think it depends on the kind of game as well so like Ratchet and Clank feels like one that I'm probably going to just kind of go front to back through because I have been enjoying it a lot. It is pretty narratively driven, and there's not a lot of padding to it. Like, it's a very, mm. very focused game. Mm. So when it's something like that, I can definitely, like, hone in on it and be like, okay, I can see this through. The problem with something like Days Gone is it is, like, the fucking polar opposite of a honed-in game. It has no clue what it wants to fucking be. So it's sending you all over the place. Until it's you get to a certain point of the game. <laughs> but until I get there, I can put it down and I can come back to it in pieces. Um, maybe once I hit that point, it'll be a lot more. I don't know. Okay, like, for, through, like, like for, for me, it w- once I picked up Days Gone, to a certain point, I couldn't stop putting it down. And I don't think I can do that with other like with open world games, like yeah, especially with open world games, because I'll forget. I'll literally forget what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> but that's the joy of it. That's that's like half the fun is coming back and be like, oh man. Uh, no, I'd rather just be like, I want to remember. I? I I no, I especially with story driven games like that. When it gets to a certain point with story games i kind of want that and you say that about ratchet wait till you get to the rift apart because it's it's like days gone to a certain point (laughs) oh boy well we'll see but for the record i do this with for the record i do this with all my games yeah no i i completely understand but like like, let's just say this much i don't stand for people just writing off games like that, though. <laughs> right. I know. I, I know. And, I'm, I, and it wasn't really a full write-off as much as it's just I I recognize that I have other things in my library that are probably a more consistently good experience. Also, God of War is like that. Oh, God boy. of War. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't like the reboot of God of War. I really thought that was such a low-tier game. I don't think it was mm. bad, but like that was such a... I think Sony it's, fans. It's just, a really, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's, real circle jerk of a game. Let's just say that much. Like, and I completely understand that. Sony fans are the type that think that they're given, like, the second coming of Jesus every time a new, like, Sony-created game <laughs> comes out. And it's like, you guys realize that you're just getting, like, honestly, B-tier games. They're not bad, but, like, God of War? I found boring. It just isn't for me. But I'm like, it's just another third-person action game with slightly open-world mechanics, which has the exact same fucking camera, like, um placement as every other game sony's made it's like horizon also has that over the shoulder kind of foot back a little bit hellblade had that like you this is nothing special it's nothing bad but it's like it's a generic third person like action game like come on like yeah it's fine you can enjoy that i say that i'm gonna hurt someone's soul when i say that to me i always felt like god of war was the the cheap bargain bin version of devil may cry like I love Devil I mean, May Cry. I could never get I into God of War on the get same where level. You're I don't, even from. though it's the same kind of game. I, get, I, get where I you're also get from. where you're coming from. <laughs> but I think God of War is more of Devil May Cry meets Musou because Devil May Cry and like yeah. um God of War are very different in how they do the hack and slash gameplay. Whereas like Devil May Cry is more of like focusing on building up your combo for stylish points and stuff like that. Um God of War is just more of like mowing down a ton of it's, enemies and like fighting gigantic bosses like it's it's the, dude bro mentality to the max <laughs> like i definitely 100 percent see where everyone comes from when they say that they're very similar type of games but i feel like the way that they go about doing it is so distinctly different that like it doesn't really matter your combo in god of war like you might get more orbs but like your combo is everything in Devil May Cry. You want to keep that going. You need to get like the the sick ones, the triple S and stuff like that to actually get enough stuff. Whereas God of War, you mash square and like you just yeah. you go through like kind of a fun like um Hollywood adaptation of um like Greek myths. Whereas like Devil May Cry is more about style and there's more substance to it, surprisingly. Hmm. But the new one like is a third person open world ish action game with an axe yeah and i think like which looks looks like it feels and plays a lot like hellblade senua's sacrifice yeah, yeah, without yeah. the cool trippy psycho yeah um i really think stuff. the god of war reboot should have been a new ip and i feel like they shoehorned in kratos into it like from what i played because this like this could have been called anything else like because even changed mm. kratos's character like i it's yeah, like it's a reboot like, and a sequel like there's so much different and it's like why is this god of war like why are you even so, t- something as a continuation this my, should just be its own thing yeah my whole t- entire take of this is it's actually a game that i can play first of all because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as much as the old god of war series was was fairly decent in its own right i could not play that style of game i, I hate oh, yeah. mashing like I, I can't mash like my my dis dysgraphia kind of hinders me in mm. that sense of the terms of how i play that specific game that's why anytime there's mashing in a fucking game i just immediately turn that off thank god for speederman for that but oh yeah you're also gonna hate speederman <laughs> timber if why will i hate speederman because it's the exact same complaints that you're having with with that's um, all right all right it's all right i have miles morales and it's also paired with the old spider-man i mean miles morales is just more of the same it's it's the exact same thing except you're only going to a quarter of no half of the map 
compared to everything else. But the fact of the matter is that you're going to have to go from Harlem all the way to downtown. And if you're swinging, that's a lot of swinging, my friend. <laughs> See, I feel like I might have a higher tolerance for that just because I remember when I played Prototype that that was just such a fun zone-out experience to just, mm. like... I mean, web slinging is Spider-Man. Any of the games where they had it was always fun. Like, Ultimate Spider-Man was fun for that. I couldn't tell you anything else about the game, but I liked web slinging around the town. So I think yeah, that one's a bit... Being able to that, do that is the same. Yeah. And I imagine that it's going to be, you know, it'll be the same stupid dopamine rush of, like, I'm I'm swinging around the city, and this is fun, and I guess there's some other stuff going on, but whatever, I'm still swinging around the city. <laughs> like, that's... um. You know, I find doing that more fun than, you know, going back to Days Gone, where it's like the core gameplay loop that I've seen so far is, I I sneaky sneaky like it's um, like it's, shit. What's the the other big zombie game that it's definitely aping? Um, the Last of Us. It feels like The Last of Us, but but with but a whole I, heck of a like, lot I less direction. I really, I really, like I can't take people seriously when they do that that means they're not really playing the game because <laughs> i think they're I two get... different games two different games entirely they probably are i mean i i've again i told you exactly where i'm in the game i didn't get yeah, yeah, very yeah, far yeah, so i recognize that's like yeah. you're only within an hour within the game because yeah once you get to hordes and things like that the game plays so differently it's more arcadey than anything at that point that you can just fuck around with last of us it they're so up up their own ass about story it kind of derivates itself so much that's why i my problems with two that's my big problems with two specifically i I mean really i guess that's the problem is that days gone hasn't had a chance to show me what it is so Mm. i you know i'm operating off the assumptions that well it has a lot of these similarities with the last of us and i'm assuming it's going for the same thing because that's all it's shown me so far is that it's trying to be the last of us if it shows me something different, I'll have a different opinion. But so far, that's that's what the game has been. Hmm. Um, plus the addition of open world, generic Ubisoft bullshit. But yeah, so that was my experiences. I still have a whole hell of a lot else to explore in the PS5. I haven't even bought Final Fantasy VII, which is another one on my top list to, of well, things to play. But I'll I'll say with this because you know. I, I played a majority of the games you played because that, you know, being being without a job for about a year and a half <laughs> kind of does this for you. <laughs> I've like I said t- t- privately to the both of you, I've played more games in the year and a half than I've played since I came back from Japan, <laughs> and that's a lot. Yeah, and I've been I've been petering through pretty slowly. I still haven't finished. Oh wait, I said I wouldn't talk about that game anymore. So I, I um. Yeah, I haven't finished very many games that I own, but I have been playing a lot of them. That's the thing. I've been doing a lot of toe dipping into like different experiences, getting a sense of like what's there, especially with the PS5 being such a new thing for me. Um, and I really like that console. It's a really cool console. It's fucking big. It dwarfs my 360 by several magnitudes. Yeah, it's huge. But um, but it wouldn't dwarf a regular Xbox One, wouldn't it? It look. I mean, it takes up like half the half of Xbox my TV. Xbox One was as big as a fucking VCR. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
It's a little bit taller than that, but it's it's just as it's just as thick too. Uh, naturally, I can't wait for them to make the PS5 slim. Where they're like, "Look, we made it slim by moving the disc tray into the the top." They already you know, assuming they're, that you care about the disc tray. By... They already have another model out on the market with a a smaller heatsink. Oh yeah, I heard about that, which seems like a really bad idea. <laughs> I mean, that basically is like, would you like to gimp your system by having it overheat? Here you go. Well, I haven't ran into that yet though. oh are, are you using that model no well i mean the model just came out last week so unless yeah. i bought it I mean, ps5 w- without you guys telling <laughs> <laughs> it has like i wouldn't say it has heat problems but i definitely noticed like specifically when i hopped into the few times i tested warzone on it as well as um village both of those make that thing into a, a furnace which um, makes sense because... Are you I using discs? Is... Yeah. So, yeah, it'll only do that when you first load up discs. Everything else, I haven't run into that problem. Because, trust me, I'm I'm playing MLB The Show, and it never makes that unless I pop in the disc. <laughs> well, it, yeah, otherwise, it know. runs silent as fuck. <laughs> well, it's not, lou- it's not loud. It just runs hot. Um, mm. I, I do really like the silence on it, honestly. But I do notice, mm. like, if I stick my hand in there, it's like, yeah, that is, that is definitely pumping out. Now, <laughs> compare that if I play Ratchet and Clank, uh, it has no problem with that. It, it's running super cool. But there are some games that definitely push it, and Warzone's not surprising. Neither yeah. is Village. Um, so yeah, that's what I've played. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a bit What's zoned been... out at one point. Um, I was, like, watching something with no... I'm pretty sure you zoned out, like, four different times through Well, you guys were also talking a lot of, like, P- like, a lot of, like, PS5 stuff, so I'm just like, hmm, I'm gonna sit over here and, like, I don't know, twiddle my thumbs. <laughs> I'm gonna sit I'm, over I'm, here and I have PS5 nothing to interject in this. Blue Blade, oh. I had a PS5. You played PS4, right? I mean, yeah, a lot I, of these were technically just ports. I mean, I didn't play any of the, a lot of those games. I just don't care. Like, I'm, I don't... Yeah. Like, Sony Studios are just a big circle jerk, and, like... If yeah. I want to watch, like, if I want to pay 60 bucks to watch, like, Sony jerk off on the screen, I'll just, like, pay someone online to do it for $5 on Fiverr. I don't, I don't, I don't need to buy these games. Uh, but no, no, I was or, watching someone or, or, who I've been, or, like, you know, you can call me. Yeah, true, I could. It is free. You are, you have nothing to do. Um, yeah, I have nothing to do. But I was, like, I, I have a, I had a tab up. One of my buddies is playing through Chrono Cross, which is my favorite PS1 game. And yeah. he got to like. Are either of you familiar with the game enough, or have played through it? Yeah. Okay, he got to Miguel, and I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> there is no way in fuck this guy's beating Miguel in one try. He did, but he almost didn't because he was actively refusing to heal his teammates. I'm like, you lost one. The other ones were really low, and like, I know Miguel was like, like the ga- the game has it. So like, um, if the your enemy is like getting close to death, it has like a danger animation where like they start like breathing heavily and slouch over all characters have this and like Miguel yeah. was like that I'm like heal just heal cause if he gets one more <laughs> turn on you he will kill you and somehow he beat him I'm really he still thinks he thought he was halfway through the game at that point he's like oh I think I'm gonna diss two you ain't getting a diss two tonight <laughs> you got a wild bud you're not even halfway through the, that section I know you're saying that uh, that like all the Sony games are like a, a big Sony circle jerk, but 
what makes Nintendo an exception to that rule when I feel it's, like it's they not. basically are guilty of the same thing. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's, just, not. <laughs> it's just like a different thing. Like Sony's trying to like look they're like, look at how movie like our games are and Nintendo's yeah, like, they're trying rem- to be all eloquent and one up everyone like that. Well Nintendo has it, it's it's a different kind of circle jerk. <laughs> like Sony Sony goes out of its uh, yes, way to make people flavors. think it's like really expanding the uh, the art form into like new territories. Yeah. Like no, you're taking away more and more gameplay interactions or giving like the vague feel of it. Like Spider Man does this a lot. So is Miles Morales. It gives you the idea Morse, that you're actually yes. playing the game, but it's mostly cutscene. Like you'll go into like a kill animation in um, Miles Morales, but like you're just you're pressing X and watching a, a short movie. Like that's what you're doing. Well, like more unless you're more... like me and turn those shit off, and then you're literally just watching a movie. Because <laughs> like you're just like games are just getting less and less gameplay to them in place of more movies. And I'm like, oh my god, this game's so good. It's like, how much game is actually in there though? At at, at yeah. this point, we're just getting interactive movies, or like they're just so story heavy. And I'm like, like the narrative, like the narrative gameplay and stuff, like they they don't balance well. And like they people yeah. just think they're special because they're these IPs that look at this nice gritty reboot, or look look what Naughty Dog did, and they brought this really gritty world uh like they like just turn mm. zombies on its head it's like no you didn't you just made literally dawn of the dead again but with like a shitty dad and like a lesbian girl and like that's what you made no one's like oh it's just high art and like no it's not like great for you for having inclusivity and new types of care like you know people different uh you know um gender identities and sexualities like great we all want that but the thing is the core design of the game's boring and like you're writing really high on this part whereas the games themselves are just so basic and generic and the plot lines aren't good and like like they're getting praise for say- doing nothing and then nintendo i oh, said go ahead i can agree with you on two with that like completely because they they didn't change anything. Like I replayed um, remaster right mm. before I went into two, and literally it's just exactly the fucking same. Like they just it's that's, just, generally, that's generally how they are with their sequels anyway, though. It's and just like they all feel like. Do you remember these things from famous movies? Well, here they are again. Like it's just, yeah. that's what it is. Like like all Last of Us is. Do you remember these things from other better movies and other in films and better games that use these themes and stuff? Well, we amalgamated them and made this game. And you should mm-hmm. like it because it's about a dad. And, like, mm-hmm. he's shitty, but, yeah. It's like, okay. I don't like to play games where I hate the characters the whole time. Like, it's not fun for me. And on the flip side, I Nintendo's do. like... Nintendo's like, here's a game that came out ten years ago. Please pay ten dollars more for it now than you did when it came out. And that's their problem, is they don't try anymore. I, I do enjoy having um, intricate and detailed narratives in games, and Sony has been doing that for a while. Even on the even back in PlayStation Two days, that was their their bill was to make kind of they were the RPG box. You wanted to have like a story mm-hmm. that those are the, those are your guys. Um, so I definitely enjoy that aspect of the games. The thing to retain to remember is like if you don't enjoy those aspects of those games, then you're gonna have the complaint of like, well, they're just padding it out with this content. But at the end of the day, if you go back to like PS1 era or even early PS2 era, the games were shorter. 
Now they're shorter because they don't have the cutscenes, I guess. And if you if you enjoyed the fact that they had this more refined, focused approach, where it's like you had a six-hour game and every every ounce of those six hours was like a stimulating gameplay experience, and that's fine. But to me, that was that didn't have the same degree of narrative focus. So I tend to enjoy later era PS2 content just because it doesn't it does at least try to have some kind of narrative merit. Maybe I also enjoyed the fact that having those narratives in there helped make the the platform of video games a more um more openly accepted medium where prior to that it was very much that that thing that no one no one wanted you to do right they would were like you're playing video games how you know that that was the nerd stereotype until they started to really mainstream it and and cinematographize it and while that's not that's not a good thing obviously turning it mainstream is not a good thing um but i do think that moving it towards that direction at least brought us some cinematography some narrative merits and things to discuss in there and meet in terms of what it can mean culturally beyond just well i played the game and it was fun to play but i also know that this is like a dichotomy that is literally a rift between different kinds of game players like i know for a fact that like if you look at a video from donkey he'll say that he emphasizes gameplay over all else and you'll Mm -hmm. talk to another guy and they'll say well I, i really love the stories so like this this is a huge dichotomy in like what people actually like from their video games and i recognize that i'm definitely more on the narrative end of it but like it just seems to have a better balance like i just i i'm narrative's great but if there's no game portion to it it's not a game like i agree with you with spider-man to a certain point because it's action segments yeah there's 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 no action segment it's literally just action movie that i'm watching However, with Spider-Man, there are certain parts that I do like that is gameplay. Like, I do like the stealth, the stealth portions of those mm. games. And they're phenomenal on how they allocate stealth portions into those games. Especially because they took the formula from Arkham and perfectionized it with Spider-Man instead. And I love that. Did part. you just did you just come up best... with a new word right there? Perfectionize? Spe- <laughs> you know there's a word for it. You know there's a word for that. It's called perfected. Perfected. Because <laughs> some, sometimes you come up with words, Mike. Yeah, that's fine. But like, you you just made a much longer word. <laughs> you made a much more co- complex word. You did not perfect. You did not perfectionize that word. They per- no, perfected didn't quite capture the feel. <laughs> yeah, I, I needed to put put my pin on it. My own personal take on it. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think like they perfected of what they what Arkham did with their stealth set pieces, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that with certain things. Though I do agree that once it gets to those big action set pieces, it is like especially how I play these games. I turn all those cute um, those those um, those Jeez. button presses off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just kind of just watch an extended movie scene, like literally the biggest scene in. The biggest set piece in the beginning of Miles Morris is literally a three-minute movie because you're supposed to be doing all these button presses, and I'm since I turned those off, I'm just literally watching him 
go through this one part of the of the game without really controlling anything. And I, I think completely I think understand that. I think what it is for me is as I've gotten older, I'm 32 now as of recording. Mm. Um, mm. I don't like I know my job is game, but when I want to play games outside of work time, like mm. I want to get to the point. So for me, I'm getting tired of very, very long cutscenes, especially yeah. when like a lot of times they amount to something that like because like we had for a long time where they'd have characters talking while walking or like there would be a conversation while you're doing gameplay and that started to go mm-hmm. by the wayside or they made it like uh last oh, of us were like well i sometimes it can be good like if it's talking to you while you're doing like say like so no more heroes like we we're doing button mashing like i was just doing the main gameplay and it kept stopping me oh, yeah. for a tutorial prompt to show me what to do but then it put it on the side anyway i'm like why did you bother to stop me when it was just going to be on the side and i have to do them anyway or like I'm- like I'm good with it when it's free form and they're just delivering it to kind of like, hey, here's a radio that's talking to you. Mm. But um, there are the ones that for some reason there was a period there, I think, especially in the 360 era where they're like, okay, now we're going to talk to you, but you're going to be walking while listening to us. Yeah, talk like to you. sometimes we, it's done bad, like Gears of fast. War, like Gears of War, where like, you know, they're like they, they have to put their finger up to their ear and they're calling control and stuff like that. Those are awful. But it's like there's so many things to like, though, where like. If they're going to take it for one, a cutscene to be explaining to you the gameplay, there's no reason for you to have me talk to talk during that. Just put it on the screen. I'll figure it out. Like, maybe I'm just like, maybe people are dumber than I realize, but it always drives me crazy. There's just times where there's cutscenes and a lot of dead air or just like nothing happening in them. Like, why was this a cutscene? Like, especially like oh, yeah. a lot of, a yeah, lot of games yeah. where like you can't speed up the text or the voice or anything and your only option is skip. But like you learn nothing during it, like a pers- any persona cutscene, it's like just <laughs> like just I don't. There should be a better balance. Like they think their games are just in too cutscene heavy, the point where they're not games anymore. They're just fucking movies. Like I don't want to want that. I want. I understand some like RPGs will have art long cutscenes at times, but like they're getting to the point where they're just too long. Or then you so have like how, yeah. I, I gotta ask then. How'd you feel about Yakuza then? Yakuza is weird because I view it as, like, you have a lot, like, I think there's too much talking in that game for sure. Like, even, hmm. like, in all, that's kind of a thing that turned me off of playing any of the ones before, like, a dragon. It's just, like, a lot of times there's talking, and it has, I think this is just a thing with Japanese. It's, like, a lot of times nothing will be said. So you're just, like, hmm. there's a lot of unvoiced cutscenes in it. But a lot of the cutscenes, though, like, when they are voiced, they're funny. Or, like, they have hmm. some humor, or, like, it's, they do it well, but... Then there are the times where you're just like talking and it's just doing that like that beep 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 noise and that stuff drives mm. me crazy because half the time it's not important. Oh, that does definitely keep me from playing a lot of the other ones just like it's too cutscene heavy and sometimes they just didn't need to be there. A lot of older games have this issue a lot. What mm. was I playing? Oh, I was just trying to replay Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, I don't know how, if you know how <laughs> you know how long that yeah. intro scene is that you can't skip or yeah, skip it's through. A rough time. It's long and it's auto scrolling. I, I didn't survive it. I didn't survive it. That stuff. Speaking, for, you know, it's oh, so go, go long. Ahead. Like that that cutscene is about three minutes long, and you can't yeah. skip through Chairman Rose's speech at all, and you have to watch yeah. it. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely probably at its worst when you have when the segments of those cutscenes are mind-numbing explanations of like 
the world because it's like it, it's basically the target audience isn't you the target audience is hey you picked up this game in this long-running series and you might be a baby who has never seen pokemon in your life so here's everything we're going to catch you up right now for the next hour and a I half i think i think the 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 easiest way to alleviate that problem is have you been to the world of pokemon before yes or no yeah yeah i, I agree. think that's the easiest way to alleviate that specific problem which also i guess we can go segue into did you guys watch the presentation for brilliant diamond and shining pearl and arceus uh yeah yeah i did i saw a bit of it yeah yeah what do you think about that yeah, no, um, I know you did it, Timber, since you were silent. <laughs> Arceus looks better, but still looking pretty rough. That feels like something... Yeah, you like in them seven trees that just sprout up? <laughs> like, it definitely needs to be put... I think it needs to be pushed off to the next set, next set of hardware. It's just like... Yeah, I think it like, needs to be pushed off to holiday, to be honest. Like but next year holiday? I know if it gets push, pushed off to holiday next year, it's going to be killed by Legend of Zelda. I'm just really surprised that... Um, Pokemon Legends Arceus is coming out a month and a half or so after Diamond and Pearl remakes. Yeah, like the fuck's going on. I think on with they that? really wanted to to match up with the anniversaries for Diamond and Pearl mm-hmm. within I mean, that, honestly, that fiscal year. So honestly, I think they just want to appease the fan base. If they were to release Arceus and have no mainline Pokemon game next to it, with it being so divergent from what a standard Pokemon game is like, mm. you know people would just be mad about it. Oh, this it's, is it's a lot of what people wanted, gonna, though. But the, the, the thing is, though, Timber, I think they should have just waited. It's it's fine to be by itself. I think if the remakes were by itself without any other game, I think a lot of people might have been pissed, and that's w- why the reasons of what they did, of it being so close to each other, but I really wish that they just stagnated both games apart because you know if you're a casual pokemon player like i assume all of us are there's no way you're going to be able to beat these gen 4 remakes within a month and a half there's no fucking way true i probably won't be able to beat them within a year (laughs) knowing my pace of getting through my backlog right now but you know from what i've saw with brilliant diamond and shining pearl it it looks all right. I'm I'm liking it, and I do like the fact that they are shortcutting a lot of the really frustrating things from Gen Four into the the underground area this time around. Mm. Because I like the fact that you don't need to rely on honey anymore, and you can use this so-called wild area that they're building into the underground system more now to get these rare Pokemon that was literally by chance for the honey system. Like, they showed that the fact that a, a Munchlax could show up. And granted, it could have just been by chance or made for that trailer that the Munchlax showed up. But that is a fucking dream because Munchlaxes have been notoriously very rare in that game. And the fact that you could streamline to get it another way really fucking alleviates that problem of trying to quote unquote complete the pokedex 
Mm. And I really appreciate that. And with the stuff with Arceus, I feel kind of weird that the Pokemon are straight up attacking you. <laughs> yeah, it's, and that it's, it, it's... They're doing it weird. That whole thing's kind of like a weird approach, but like, I guess it would make sense because like the way that they're framing it makes sense they're doing it. Yeah. But it is still weird. It's like, oh, we've always made it where like humans never got hurt by Pokemon, but okay. Yeah, but like this time around, yeah, you know, fucking, if you're not too close, like Growl could fucking burn you and you could faint. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Holy fuck. I do like the fact that there's ride Pokemon in Arceus. Thank fucking God. Yeah. (laughs) I like that there's um, regional forms as well. Yeah. I mean, was that really a thing that people couldn't be hurt by Pokemon? But like, like, but they always made it like, it's not really, it's not really shown in the games. But this time around, it's like, because it's Breath of the Wild and they're all wild area Pokemons, if you are too close and these Pokemons are too upset by you, they will attack you and you can mm. quote-unquote fate oh, from what okay. it looks so like. So it's not just like dex entries suggesting No, no, they will attack you. Like, you'll actually... Okay, that's cool. Yeah, if you watch the trailer, Timber. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to spoil anything about it. Timber, there's nothing literally in that game that spoils the game. It's different than a regular Pokemon game. It's spoilable to me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't spoil Hey Pikachu for myself until I rented it from Blockbuster. Probably should have. That must have been a (laughs) fucking trip for you, man. I enjoyed that game. I enjoyed Pikachu. Pikachu. Hey, Pikachu. Come over here, you little shit. The thing is, I didn't understand anything that was going on in that game or what even the underlying goal was. I just remember I kept going back into, like, the fall mushroomy zone, and they kept wanting me to make, like, soups or something. And one time, I actually managed to make the soup correctly, and I felt super good about it because I failed it, like, 50 times, not being entirely sure why. Like, I I don't know, I think (laughs) because I consistently would be like pikachu acorn and he'd be like okay and then he'd go and pick up like a leaf and like not quite an acorn acorn (laughs) acorn you little shit (laughs) oh boy yeah moving on have you guys even watched anything from gamescom no 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 i'm not good at news (laughs) <laughs> no, people kept telling me Gamescom was coming up, and I think they announced, like, they showed more from, like, the Dead Space remake, but I don't give a shit, so it was like... I, I didn't even... Yeah, I don't care about that. I was more upset about the, the Halo stuff. Yeah, I have no idea what happened <laughs> during that. <laughs> so, have you heard from this, Timber, about this? No. Okay, so for Halo... <laughs> Sorry. They are literally only doing multiplayer and single player. There's no co-op, no forge being shipped in the initial release of Halo, which is mid-December. They 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 delayed it a year. What the hell are they doing? So that tells me what the fuck would he have gotten when would this was originally going to be released last year? Just single weird. player. It's weird because they only showed off multiplayer <laughs> and just forge multiplayer. when they announced it. I have it, noticed it that there's been a trend. Me. I've noticed that there has been a trend away, especially in AAA, to be like they just don't want their games to be moddable or modular anymore. 
like we it's really started to push more towards this direction of like yeah you're you, you don't really get like mod support or if you do it's like super shoehorned well, in with a lot of it's stuff it's not going to be released at launch it's going to be released later on in its lifetime but the fact that you know what does that besides multiplayer what is halo mostly being known for it's known for its couch co-op story well for me it is i don't know how how you guys take halo but for me that's how i used to play halo we couch co-opt all through the story and fuck around in halo 2 me halo was i played halo 3 single player went Meh, that was all right because I had none of the context from the first two games, yeah. and then watch Red versus Blue, and <laughs> that's my experience with Halo. <laughs> it's just very disheartening for like a couch co-op person, especially because Halo was one of the only games to still continue that. Hmm. It's just really well. There is Little Big Planet Three. Yes, yes. Little Big Planet 3. Or, if you want to be a big boy, you play Dream. I heard Dream is good. I haven't touched it yet. Or Dream is yet, absolutely fantastic. I think... Like, that's the one that everybody can just like, make their own games in, right? Basically. Yeah, but it's only in the construct of Dream, which fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can make a song in dream but no one will ever listen to it unless it's in dream <laughs> yeah i remember somebody mentioning that this is one of the big caveats why i think people why companies would move away from modular content is that there is you basically fall into two categories right either the people will feel limited by the tools and the shareability that you provide them because you don't want them sharing the things or yeah. you fall in the other spectrum of evil which is um that's a nice thing you made there. We're going to profit off of your mod and you won't get a dime because you've effectively made a game inside of our game-making tool that belongs to us, and ergo your game belongs to us. Hmm. Um, which, you know, that's a different mess. That's a whole um, different kind of worms entirely. I miss the Valve approach where it was just like, here's the hammer editor, go hog wild, make whatever you want, and then, uh, you know, if you make a good one, I guess we'll hire you or something. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, con continuing off of uh, off of the little bit of the Gamescom stuff here, like, the the new trailers for Death Stranding, which is also a game that you should play, Timber, because I, I have that on PC, I still haven't played it yet, but... But this is the director's cut. It includes a whole new brand new level for it. I'm not buying it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the, I, the PC will get the, the extra stuff. That's why. I don't know, man. I, I hate these fucking director cut things. I just... I'm not buying the game again. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, just wait for it to be on sale for $30. I'm not paying $30 for something I already own. I don't do this. Okay, what if I give it to you, Timber? Uh, I mean, if it's free, I guess. Will you play it? I'll take free things. Will I play it? I mean, I intend to play Death Stranding. It's on my <laughs> list. I'm, I'm curious about it. I think you should play it for the PS5. You know, how God intended it. <laughs> the God intended way. I, I, that's true. I, you I mean, do feel you like mean Kojima maybe... when you say God? 
If I... Yeah, yeah, Kojima. Oh, Kojima intended. <laughs> the name of the Kojima and the Hideo and the Metal Remember, Gear. Remember, he did play God in Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> did he? I never played 4. Yeah. He played the voice of God in Metal Gear Solid 4. That's why it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but, shall we yeah. move on to wrapping up, or is there things that you still There's want to There's a couple questions, about? if you want to answer them. Oh, yeah, like the questions and stuff. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. For oh, yeah, we got questions from my server. Sorry, I got, like, hit with really tired, like... Uh, that's fine. 45 <laughs> minutes ago and I've been like I mean that's just... every time I'm on the podcast with you it's fine yeah I think it's <laughs> you are the cap and K of this podcast um yeah. first question is from Bari did Kem go to the Pawn Stars place at Vegas no I didn't know where anything was located except the strip okay so then no Baku asks Kyo what's your opinion about retro products being high value for example an NES game worth like hundred, like $80 an NES in good condition SNES in good condition 120 etc um, most of it's bullshit um, they yeah found I out, it's bullshit as they well. found out that like a lot of those big um, copies of games that were being graded and being sold were actually like people buying them from them I think it was people buying them themselves or people yeah. having their friends buying them and just driving up the value of non-graded stuff and trying to get people to do more graded things. Graded games yeah. are pointless um, for the most part. Like it's like it just kind of proved that the um, retro game economy was being manipulated. I don't really like it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like it's nice to have things that are worth money, but like I hate when p- things are being manipulated and they're not actually worth that much, and it's just fucking people over, like a joint effort to do that. And so I really hate it because like there's some games I've just like resign myself to never having despite the fact i really would like them i'm really hoping Mm. things start to normalize now because it's been bullshit trying to collect anything on ps1 like everyone's like can i finally buy my ps1 rpgs that i've been wanting forever yeah i think the because the fact that video games as a medium as a whole has been kind of shot up this fast it's Mm. it's really fucking bullshit like, in, in my point of view, so... In a similar note, um, Baku also follows up. Also thoughts about Pokemon card high values. It's honestly the exact same thing with Pokemon cards. Like, some older ones are always worth money, but, like, they're also falling into the whole graded cards, um, people buying yep. huge amounts of them, holding on to them forever, like, making them artificially you thank, rare. You can really thank Logan Paul for that fucking mm. whole mess. <laughs> Like, I hope that evens out, but, like, because, like, Copy and Chris have both been spending so much money on Pokemon cards, and, like, yeah. like even Copy will hold, like, an entire box and not open it, like, because they're like, oh, you know, in 20 years I'll sell this, like, are they actually be worth that much, or, like, because, like, these are mass-produced cards. So, like, these are mass-produced even more that, than when we were kids. The thing with that, so, like, I, I'm in a similar market, and I, I I hang out with people that are in the similar market, but with magic instead. The thing with that is, the sooner or later, this Pokemon bubble is going to fucking burst, and the ripple effects that is going to happen from this, it's going to be fucking insane. And I, I, for one, can't wait to see this bubble burst. Yeah, like, it just, it like, it became a bubble so quickly, like, within about a year this happened like because like streamers were opening cards which i think was like i don't know if that was around the same time or after um 
uh, Logan Paul or Jake Paul, whatever. I don't know which one. They're who gives a fuck. It started with Logan. Yeah. Had the car. I'm pretty sure it started. It's, it, 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 sta- it started with Logan, and the fact that he has a fucking chained CGC graded Charizard card really fucking just was like, yeah, that's the the most out of range thing I've ever saw in my fucking life. Like it's just it's so oh it's so stupid. Like I just I can't I hope all these markets just like the bottom falls out of them because. I really hate it anyway because when people were like buying stuff and like I mentioned it before it's such a weird thing I hate even being like I think of the kids like millennials are just like dog yeah, like, no. like stockpiling all the things that they remember as a kid but new versions of it so like not like I know it's hella consumers but like I hope kids can enjoy this but like we're like just perpetuating this like our stuff has to be valuable and we can't enjoy it and therefore like yeah. when those Pokemon cards were at um, McDonald's like I'll tell you, most kids were not getting those Happy Meals to get it. Like, those were not kids getting five Happy Meals max. That was adults. I know they were adults because I know two people that were doing it. It's like... Yep. Like, this is supposed to be stuff, like, meant so kids can have fun, enjoy things. Like, it's... I don't... I don't want to even think of what how this fucked over the competitive scene mm-hmm. for the TCG because the fact that they have junior level classes for these TCG games and it basically became now a um, buy to win thing because that's are, how the market turned they out. They are pricing out the main market for these things which is weird. Like you're pricing children out of their children's card game. It's so weird like, to it, do. Like were they... When boxes were legit, only sixty to seventy box um, dollars, um, two and a half years ago, becoming almost two hundred dollars worth. I think Chris po- like pre-ordered insane. some celebrations ones for one hundred and fifty each. Maybe it's one hundred and twenty, but it's like that's crazy. a lot. It's an remember, entire like, generation uh, of Seto Kaibas, basically, yeah, who have bought out the market <laughs> so the kids can't remember, play like, the card game. As a kid, like, you know, not even long ago, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to buy a box of cars. I'm like, oh, 50, 60 bucks is a lot. But, like, now they're, like, going for even more than that. And then some stores yeah. aren't even, like, carrying them in store anymore because fucking people our age are yeah. going there and beating the shit out of people to buy Pokemon cards. Yeah, Target doesn't even have yeah. them anymore. You, you have to, like, go online. I think you have, I don't know if you, you can buy them online at Target, but I know you have to, like, most people are just pre-ordering them from GameStop and Amazon or, like, some random card place. It's yeah, a like, mess and ridiculous. It's it's so bad, and it gets, like, so, one of our, the big main distributors for cards on the the West Coast mm-hmm. is here, in, uh, on our island. One of the biggest, like, online distributors for the West Coast is here, and the just amount of Pokemon stuff that I've seen go price gouged way up from MSRP is fucking redonkulous. I mean, that's just this just year seen, in general. It's everybody and being seen, bored and hopping into speculative markets to try and make money. And I thought comics were, I thought comics were bad, but this is fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to lie. I do buy some PS1 games, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure they might be worth something at some point. But I don't buy them for simply that. Like, like I have to want them. Like... Like right. I have, well, I say, like, I, mean, I bought like, Persona Three a long, or Persona Two a long time ago. Now that I know it's worth money, I'm not going to get rid of it. But like, I bought it initially because yeah. I wanted to play it. Yeah, and that was me with like Haunting Ground too, where it's like I bought it because I was legitimately wanted to play that game, and at the time I got it for twenty dollars. I didn't buy it going, 
I'll bet Haunting Ground is going to be worth $150 later in <laughs> in the future. Oh, do you think it's um, only worth $150? bucks? i will buy that off you. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, man. you think 150 so I'm offering you 160 I cannot believe I cannot believe that that's entering the same echelons as, like, fucking Rule of Rose and whatever it's, the other... It's not entering. It's been there. Um, one of the, guy, the guy I'm watching <laughs> play um, Chrono Cross right now, he spent $500 on... Haunting Ground, it's not worth that much. Oh it's my worth like god. Four, 300, 350, 400 max. And he's like, yeah, I got what a deal on that. I'm pretty sure he actually spent 600. The story has changed a couple times since I've asked him. But he definitely got ripped off on it. It's not even sealed. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just this whole thing about Pokemons, it's it's fucking ridiculous. And, you know, I I asked my, my boss, who's, who's on the other end of the spectrum with Magic... He's mm. like, yeah, no, no. He's he's suspecting that this bubble is gonna fucking pop, yeah. like soon. I mean, magic people and he would can't know. Wait, magic people would know because they've gone through this before. I think not to this magnitude, but like they know about like card values and stuff being rapidly changing. They're well aware of what people are getting into here. It's it's gonna get to the point that only the exclusive like ghost rare stuff is going to only be making money and everything else unless it's in meta is going to be fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We only had one more question which I, I don't even know if Timber knows what's going on with this or either of you. Um nostalgic ass. First one, I'm just going to read this out of order. Uh thoughts on Lu- uh Lupo is that Dr. Lupo? This is yeah, th- no thoughts on who, Lupo going who he to YouTube. Was until, uh, like until a, I looked it up. <laughs> I guess it's like a big streamer something. Is it Dr. Lupo? I'm just going to double check here. Yeah, yeah. it's Dr. Okay, Lupo. so Dr. Lupo, he's going from Twitch to YouTube. Um, I, a lot of people have been jumping ship. It's all for money. I don't really give a shit. Like, I was going to say, it's just for money, right? It's one yeah, big like, corporation like, buying out players from the other big corporation. How I see it is, the thing is, YouTube streaming, like they'll have fun, fine time there. But for most people to go over there, you, until YouTube figures out its live stream like discovery to not be garbage, these big people moving over to YouTube just means that they become a bigger fish in a bigger pond. But it doesn't yeah. help out anyone smaller. Whereas getting these people yeah. off the Twitch platform is actually good for other people. Yeah, yeah. I figure it, it helps the people that are getting off of Twitch to to fill that vacuum so to speak mm. would help out a lot more people comparatively is, i've seen people leave and come back to twitch already a couple times so to the point where it's like i don't like i don't i didn't know who dr lupo was so like i don't follow any of these big people i have no idea who most of them are yeah. people have been around for That's years it. like the fact that i even know who asmund gold and um landmark are is only because other people have brought them up yep um I think there was a the the only big name streamer that recently entered like my brain space was whoever the hell that that guy was that did the uh, live stream of like IRL Sims, which was actually really cool to watch. Oh, that was um. um what are you talking about? Forgot his name already. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know his name. I'm probably not going to watch him ever do like a gaming stream, but that was a clever idea, so I watched it. Uh, he put a lot of effort and money into it so it's like all right but like for me germa Germa. yeah germa yeah germa i just don't watch the um 
the big streamers, and it's not even anything against them. It's just that, like, literally the reason why I gravitated to you and to Captain K and to other people is because I really enjoy the sense of community from talking into the, talking in these chats where it's like ten to a hundred people that I can actually know. The bigger the streamer, the more it's just a, a sea of like, look at me, look at me. Like you look at the chat, and it's just like, hi, hey, notice me. Like mm. it gets so pathetic, it's kind of sad. Uh, like it's not really the spirit of Twitch, in my opinion. Yeah, I see. That's that's the thing. Like with with Twitch specifically, with these bigger players, and the, this is the only reason why I've only watched some certain things off of their YouTube's, or like com, like clips of their stuffs off of YouTube, because I know for a fact if if I was to do it on. On Twitch, it'll be exactly what you just said, Timber. It'll be a bunch of look at me, look at me's, mm-hmm. and I'm never gonna get fucking noticed by that shit. While with YouTube, like for the most part, granted, it's still same, but they get more pings from a comment compared to pings from a message off of the off of a Twitch chat. Yeah, and I can understand that. I used to do streaming on YouTube and a little bit of cross streaming, and I generally found that I actually did get more viewers from the YouTube streaming that I did than I did from Twitch. Um, that would probably still be true. I don't know if it's because I had a following from my videos or just because of that's how YouTube is. Um, I also noticed that mm. generally the audience was a bit younger on YouTube. Mm. Um, mm. But no, You're going to get a lot more kids we... on YouTube than you do on Twitch because Twitch has a bit more of a yeah. barrier just to watch people. Right. Um, let's see. Um, the other question was thoughts on the day off Twitch tomorrow. So, my friend is just like, well, no, then I'll then I'll stream. <laughs> like, I'll... I think that's also another great idea for me. I think I'll stream on that day because whatever whatever big player markets that are going to be going out, there has to be someone looking for something. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to be honest with this. Like, I understand the idea of it. We did this last year, and this might be like a like. People are probably going to say this is like maybe a wrong take for some people. It's not going to do anything. It's too little. It's not enough. Not well planned out. Yeah. Like what else? We did this last year for similar things. We did this last year because of the same shit. We did this. um, We did this. um, I don't know if it was once or twice, but we did it for both like the take like a day of silence because of like the Me Too move like Mm -hmm. movement and like people coming out of being abusers and stuff in the Twitch community um yeah. and then i think we might have done one at the same time too like around for like black lives matter something like that i'm like i know this is typical like i can't remember what he did shit for but that's the problem like you see like i don't remember why we did it i can't remember the exact thing the, for it yeah and like this is the same thing for tomorrow it was just like let's pick september 1st okay why think some people thought oh you know we'll get twitch where it hurts you know on um september like, We'll get them on September. And the beginning of the, October. The, yeah, pro- the yeah. problem is September <laughs> never works, never starts on, <laughs> never starts on September first. It never starts September first. So like everyone's like one person like the were like um, uh like you know kind of set up the whole day. They're like oh well they move September the second. No, it usually starts on like. The second or, like, you know, like, second, third, fourth. Like, I'm pretty sure it's never started on the first. Last year, it was, like, the second or third. Like, it, it's it's not. But and then well, the yeah, problem no is... One, no one wanted to protest during September or they'd lose yeah. subs. 
They're like, hit him when it hurts. The thing is, if more people are offline, like I, re- I was reading a couple things from, um, I think it was Big John. He's like, if you don't stream, Twitch makes like loses more money you being there because you're wasting their bandwidth and their resources. If you're not there and their servers have less full load, they're not getting their resources spent. Also, being silent isn't helping. So if you're going to be gone, that's yeah. fine. But like, if you're going to be silent, like if you're going to like, you know, be silent, you better it off look being there. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could go on like, there. Like, if you want to participate and do this and don't want money to go through, shut off all your things, make it so people can't sub or, um, you know, cheer to you while you're in the stream that day. Have alternate me- methods of people paying you, like PayPal tips, stuff like that. Which, again, some people get that, some people won't. Like, th- this was like this was all from, like, kind of Big John's tweet. This is, like, this is not my idea. Like, this is stuff that I've been reading from different people. It is not going to help out... Um, by being silent on this day. Some people can, like, it is, like, a gesture, but what's next? Which I was even seeing, like, J-Rock the God, who's like, okay, but what's next? It's one day. A week yeah, would be right. better. Yeah, a month would be better. one day. That, that's one thing. Yeah, if it was I mean, a whole is... month, I can completely understand, but then that's jeopardizing people who only streams livelihood. But you could do alternative methods, mm-hmm. like you just said, Gil, but it... It one day ain't really going to say much. There, like, there are two from problems this... that I have with this approach. Mm, um, the first one is probably the most obvious thing, which is it shows a disconnect of understanding what Twitch, just like with YouTube, actually gives a shit about, which is mm. the the person who Twitch is catering to are advertisers. Mm. To an advertiser, they don't care that 500 people suddenly stop streaming today. They're going to look at it and go, well, there's still 30 streaming. We'll put our ads there. And which is still going to make that money that they normally would have made. They're not making the money off the streamers. So it doesn't matter if everybody just disappeared today because that's not... That's just the product they sell to the advertiser. Mm. It is is not a source of income for them for you to be there. On top of Um, that, like, really... People being offline doesn't matter because most people who sit there and tune in to Twitch streams and stuff like that, even YouTube stuff, they are not privy to what's going on. They're not always as connected in in like you know in depthly as as like streamers and their like you know most devoted communities to knowing what's going on. Me like say we all took the day off tomorrow. You know maybe like let's say like twenty of our normal people would be like. Okay, well, you know why you're offline. We're, we might, you know, hang out in your Discord. The other so many people, you're just offline. <laughs> they, they don't yeah. care. They don't know why people are off. You can have a thing, too, but most people are like, this is my background noise. This is my whatever thing. Like, the majority of viewers of it, especially because a lot of them skew younger, don't don't know what's going on or don't care or whatever. And yeah, that's they fine. don't understand. They don't understand what's the process of it. And considering, yeah. like, it's only smaller, like, smaller, like, I'm smaller. I'm a smaller partner. I'm around, like, you know, 60 to 80, like, average viewers. That's where I'm at. And I'm still on the higher end of people. Most of the people taking off are affiliates who are, like, 20 average viewers or lower. So it's just going to hurt smaller people in the long run and really not do anything unless you can get that any one of the top 10 people to take a day off, which they won't, it doesn't matter. Unless a big, one of the big boys is taking off, it's pointless. So like, you know, a a drop in the hat is taking off tomorrow. All the people just go to their next, like, you know, live person on for the most part. Because like, even when Mm -hmm. we had the day where we off last year, I'm going to be honest, uh, I didn't stay off the website all day. I know no one else did either. They might say, oh, no, I didn't. No, you didn't. You went and watched whoever was on. Because some people will use that time, like, um, some people said, like, 
you know, why not just use that time and just, you know, cause a ruckus on your own stream and like people who come by, talk to them about what's going on, things like that. That would be better to have a chance to like educate the people who don't know what's, you know, aren't as connected about what's going on. And just like bringing up the issues more and talking and having a dialogue is more important than staying silent. Yeah, that's, so, I think and, having, having a stream that mostly explains forms. what's going on and all the, all the, other things that are happening towards that cause, like mm. oh, if you donate kind of this and that, then it'll be for this cause kind of thing. I think that's more important mm-hmm. than just taking a day off. Right. Yeah. Also, like, also, just coming back on that valuation thing of this would be the impactful thing here would be Twitch goes, whoa, we have zero viewers today. No mm-hmm. one came to Twitch to watch anything. That would mm-hmm. be a movement. Having the streamers not stream isn't. And yeah. the problem is there's no way in hell that you can coordinate a whole bunch of viewers to just not watch a thing. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, just yeah. like, you know, yeah, stop watching House of Cards because something happened with some guy. Like, people are still going to watch. It's just mm-hmm. not human nature to collectively disown something because somebody told you to. Mm-hmm. And like last year, so, like when all the people, a lot of the people who were like called out in all the different platforms, you know how many of them came back to like no problems? A lot of them. A lot of them did. Some of them tried and then got like, you know, everybody back off like you're a rapist, get out of here. But like a lot of the things that people protest, like the problems are just going to come back. Like they're, they're not doing anything. And like the hate raid bots that keep coming by, like until they actually like make sweeping overhauls to how they allow account creation it's not going to change because people can just make bots all the time. They've been it's doing just, solid bots mo- forever. I think more of a problem right now is those hate raids. Yeah. That I've been like that, 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 that's, about. that's the big thing is like the hate raids is like in like how Twitch just isn't really doing anything about it. And it's just like, that's why people are going offline. Well, the thing is, which I didn't think of, which was brought up to me by B. She's like, well, if you know, taking the day off tomorrow. Yeah. One thing it might be good for people just because they will be out of the small target pool, which will be around now. Because before, it's a lot, like, you know, big thing of targets. I get, like, the bots all the time and stuff like that, but I've never been, like, rated like that. I've never been, like, you know, um, hate-rated, hosted, stuff like that by those bots, so, like, nothing's ever come of it. But tomorrow, say more and more people are off, uh, all the people who are left, like, I have the LGBTQIA plus tag on. I, I have for a few months now. That's why I'm getting all those weird bot follows. The people who are getting a lot of these hate raids are either using... Honestly, any tag that isn't white, like a white type of tag type of thing, like if you were any BIPOC group or if you're LGBTQIA+, anything like that, that's where they're targeting people. Like after they add the whole tag system, their whole reason they don't want to add the tags before is they're like, people will use this to abuse people. And they did. But that that was just kind of like their whole like, well, here's the problem, but I'm like, you have another solution for it then, right? Right? And nothing. So like, right. it's anyone who's on tomorrow is going to possibly be and it's all you know like hypothetical is possibly going to be part of the like the targeted groups then because like no matter what people don't like like i'm i can't take a day off tomorrow i've already taken four days off in the past week and a half i can't take off so i'm going to be potentially a target for it then like question mark i don't know it's speculative but i i I think the last fold to this, and I swear this is the last one I have mm. about it, is just um, 
it suffers from the same problem that a lot of protests do, where it's very mm-hmm. clear that people are mad and they're trying to make a point by basically saying, look at this problem. We see this problem. Do you see this problem? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like being the worst kind of employee to a manager where you basically say, I hate this. And they go, mm-hmm. okay, well, why don't you approach me with a solution instead of just complaining? Mm-hmm. Because nothing's going to happen I'm not going to magically have an idea on how to fix a problem that you just raised to my awareness that I already probably knew mm. about. I'm sure Twitch knows this is a problem. Like in, in Give this type of situation, answers. this is like the employee saying this again and again and again after a few years and still being ignored. Like for being like a big live streaming platform that is handled by a gigantic conglomerate and stuff like that. They just seem to always seem like it's brand new problems brought up, but it's brought up a lot. It's just like, are they actually listening to it? Because, like, I, I do, like, I know what you mean. Like, like, what is an, you know, what is one way you would do it? I do see this happen. It's just they kind of go ignored. I mm. guess after a while, you just grow deaf to like people constantly complaining that you're doing something wrong. And it's like no matter if you do it right or wrong, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And they've just gone right. stuck with a damned if you don't situation. So yeah, it's, it's, and that's it's how a, we feel about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very complicated subject. I won't be taking the day off. I mean, obviously, this is coming out on Monday, yeah. but like me taking the day off or me being there, like I might, you know, stream tomorrow, get no bits, no subs, no tips, nothing. But like, I need to be on tomorrow because, like, you yeah. know, what's more important than like getting like a day of a bunch of bits, subs, and um, tips, whatever, is like I'm live and I keep keep that like I need to keep my channel live. Like, I can't just take off work in the situation i don't know it's weird when you're like in content creation full-time because you don't have a safety net and like this is taking up this is asking a lot of people who are full-time this is their job to take a day off give up money give up potential money like it's potential money like obviously like i mean today was a very good day but like you know a couple days ago might not have been you know might not have gotten anything but just a couple resubs which is fine it's fine not every day is a banger not every day is going to be like ridiculous everyone like does what they can but everyone supports you the much as they can but the hypothet like the fact that there's no safety net if i take off like i took off three or four days that was three or four days of potential lost revenue like what what am i gonna yeah. do are you are you going to magically come and give me what i think i would have made that day no no one's <laughs> going to is, is twitch gonna make up for the fact that i didn't no because also like i don't know if this is a thing for a lot of people or not so i don't know like there is a system in place, I think, for some people. I don't know if it's partners only or what. That if you have a certain average that you stream all the time, that like if you hit so much so much hours, but you make under a certain amount, they'll adjust it. And I don't know if this is for everyone. I don't know if it's something new for me or not because it's just popped up recently. But so like you know, say I don't stream, so my hours are down. So if I don't hit that minimum hour requirement for it, I don't get the adjustment. So like if it was lower, so that's that's it still works. Like like no one's going to pay for you if you're not there. So I'd still have to stream and get nothing because I'd at least make, you know, five to eight hours towards that goal. I I don't know what people think this is. If you want people to be full-time streamers, you have to understand that this is their job. Do you take off from your job all the time because you feel like it? No. Do they pay for you to be off? Most times, no. Like, uh, right. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the equivalent of trying to organize a, um, like a strike. It's a strike. Yeah. But, but the problem is it's, 
if the lifers at the company don't want to be part of it, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. The the problem is that in you know, when when they do a strike at a company, it's usually like production line workers who are literally the bottom line making the the product mm-hmm. that gets sold. That is the product. The the streamer is not the product. Yeah. Or I should say the streamer is the product. The so problem this is, is like the product just the problem is like but Twitch still... isn't like selling the product. Like they they're making a, a place for the product to be, and they have so many more products available. Your product being gone isn't that big of a deal. Exactly. Like your product will just someone else will go over to the next one. Like that happens all the time. People don't follow you. They don't like the game you're playing. They're going to go to someone else that's live that's playing a game they like. That's just that's how it works. It's not like it. It's so far out from like how you would like do like a normal strike for like. Um, um, you know, factory work or like or anything like that. That like, it doesn't work in this situation, right? You don't, I don't think you could get like streamers to unionize because it doesn't work like that here. It'd be cool if there was a way to, but it's definitely mm-hmm. more complicated than this. <laughs> and that is going to be the most political we'll get on the podcast for a while, probably, most likely. Yeah, good topics all around, you guys. Like, I'm proud. like, yeah, that's all my questions. Thank you guys so much for asking questions. It does really help out the podcast to like go through your thoughts and responses and stuff. And it's always fun. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's uh very fun. This this past this past episode, it's gonna be a bitch to edit. But... Oh, have fun! This one's <laughs> the longest one in a while. When it was just yeah. you and I the other day, you probably were like an hour's worth of editing. Oh yeah, it was fun. I did it in one night. This is probably gonna take me all night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we appreciate you, Ken. Well, we that, are back to our we are back to our usual two and a half hour movie epics podcast. Yeah. See, that's what happens when I go on vacation. I get to refresh, and I come back being like, "Video games are cool again." Dude, I'm like, I'm uh, wondering why I've been such a good mood <laughs> and having energy because, like, one, like I I got those like those Suma uh, tape strips, and then like yeah. And, like, I use them. They have CBD. I know CBD doesn't give you a high, but it does help. They do use it to treat anxiety. I'm like, is this what it's doing to me? Is putting me in a better mood, or have I just been sleeping, like, better? Just chilling out. Like, it it doesn't give you a high like like, um, HTC does. It's, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. THC. THC THC is a company. THC does. Um, But, like, it, it is used to treat anxiety and stuff like that i'm like is it just like am i actually getting an effect of that or is it just like purely in my head because i didn't think about it till today i'm like i feel like i've been in a better mood than i usually have been i'm like was it the time off was it these was sleeping you know better last couple nights i don't know anyway yeah timber is it yeah definitely take time off to save yourself from burnout it's it definitely makes a difference um what were you saying that you said my name uh you're the host yeah 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 so guys thank you so much for uh being here and for listening to us this has been the potosaurus um if you want to find us you can find me timber taft at timber taft uh on the youtubes of the twitch and the Twitter. I let that okay. You know, youtube.com slash timber tap, twitch.tv slash timber tap, twitter.com slash timber tap, all of those work. Uh YouTube, I'm still working on a new video. I don't want to talk about it right now. Um, twitch.tv slash timber tap. 
Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> and Saturday from 7 to p.m. Eastern. It is about Tropico. It has been a very <laughs> deftly struggle to write that damn script because it's so fucking political. Um, is it because you don't want to talk about a banana republic? <laughs> I, I found the a store? way. I found a way to get to it, but like it's really you know I have to approach it very methodically and kind of lay out all of the groundwork like cement and and. It's and, okay. Like, it's okay. So it's you just have to on. begin. You just got to begin the video saying, hypothetically speaking. <laughs> hypothetically speaking, Tropico is about Cuba, <laughs> but let's not get too in depth on that, um, because it's just a video game, you know. And it's definitely not trying to say anything. <laughs> they never do. Video games never do. Definitely no message there. Um, anyway, that's that's me, I guess. Uh, what about you, Kyo? Uh, you can find me everywhere on the internet at Cody Hunter on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Um, I start. I, I know I did a thing. I I started a Kofi. I don't. I still don't know what it fully does, but I made it as it an alternate. Oh, you want coffee? Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's coffee, coffee. I don't know. I started that. I need to work, and I guess it's something I can like share little things um, with people who do yeah. like tipping on there. Um, I just saw a couple other people yeah. use it. Looked kind of interesting, so I'm checking that out. Um, I'll put it like in links and stuff is like there, that. Is there a hmm? distinction in that compared to like Patreon, or is it basically the same thing? I think it's, page- it's basically it's it's basically a tip jar, Timber. It's, it's like a virtual tip jar. <laughs> it seems like Patreon without um, any promises. Yeah, it's like there's a tip jar. Yeah. You can share little things here and there, kind of like exclusive, like little updates here. I see a lot of people do them with more of like daily stuff they do, or like say like you would typically post on Instagram. Here is like you know some stuff I got. You might like go more in depth on the Kofi post about it. That way, like it's only there. Yeah. But I think anyone can, if you think anyone can see it when they're on there. But it's just another place to do it and tip, because like there's like yeah, streamer, our... like because this is for anyone. It does. You don't have to just be on. Yeah. Streamlabs, Streamlabs is kind of like for streamers, and then Patreon's kind of whatever. But then, like anyone who does anything on anywhere can be like, "Here's a link to my Kofi for a tip jar if you want to do it." Yeah. Case in point, we have a tip jar. We have a Kofi. Hmm. It's embedded in our website. <laughs> but it's also okay. for like small amounts of money. People like you know here it's supposed to be like the amount of money to buy a coffee. Yeah. Like the only the only goal that I put on it is the amount of money to annually run that website mm-hmm. that's the only sort of money that i've i've been looking for but and how about you ken where can people find you you can find me on my japanese music-based podcast called ongakadu and looking it up on all the social medias on twitter and instagram and if you want to see the website where i talk about the japanese music industry you can look it up at ongakadu.com and we should be having another interview fairly soon so be on the lookout for that and possibly i'll edit this out if i'm not in it but tomorrow i should but or within the next week or so i shall be joining you timber on our lovely quest of yak timber however i will not be streaming yakuza like a dragon i will be beginning either judgment or yakuza zero whichever one i decide to to do i might do judgment because of the fact that judgment um the lot the lost paradise no lost <laughs> the, judgment. The, the sequel for judgment hmm? lost judgment supposed to be coming soon yeah 
No, it comes out at the end of the month. Yeah. Of September. So. I think that that makes sense. Also, I already technically own Yakuza 0 on Steam, so I would be more curious about Judgment since that's one that I'm less likely to play by not owning. But uh it's basically what if you play Yakuza but you're you're playing Ace Attorney detective. at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> what if you're an Ace Detective at the same time? Oh man. You know, I've noticed that YouTube will not stop recommending me, like, the outtakes from um, Ace Ventura's anime now. Like, that's all it ever recommends to me for some reason. I'm not even, like, into Ace Ventura. Not Ace Ventura. Ace Attorney. But (laughs) two different things. Don't combine them. (laughs) That'd be a nightmare. Um, Anyway. Uh, this has been the Pot of Source, guys. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next Fortnite. Yeah. We're playing Fortnite? Bye. Of course, that's what this podcast is about, right? Bye. Bye. <laughs>